0: ready this morning. Y'all, I, I'm so excited. We're, we're going to have testimonies. Let me just, let me say this right here. We're going to testify about the fact that God is moving all over the earth in power. Like, like, Church, look at me. He's moving in power. Look, Psalm 77 14 says, I'm the God who performs miracles. I love to display my power among the people. And let me just remind you this. When I preached last uh, Sunday, I I mentioned this. You know, whenever you see God move, what you also see are the people that he moves through. Look at me, church. You'd be hard-pressed to find the move of God and not also see the people that he's moving through. He's invited us to be a part of this thing. Melanie preached on it the week before. I preached on it last week. We're not just in a relationship with God. We're in a partnership with him. We get to be a vessel that he moves through. Hallelujah. We get to step out in faith. He has a part to play, and we have a part to play. And it's so incredible that he invites us to be a part of something so special. And look at me, church. He's moving. He's like, I feel it so strongly in my spirit. Listen, he is a God of action. He's in the life-changing business. He's not just hanging out. He sent his spirit and with the spirit power. He's a God of miracles. I mentioned this last week. You know, they're miracles to us. You know, whenever we see breakthrough or see healing or someone gives their life to Jesus, the language we have for it is, wow, what a miracle. But see, for God, it's just another day. Are you with me? It's who he is. And because that's who he is, it's what we have access to and what we get to experience every day as his sons and daughters. The miraculous gets to be normal. I'm not hyping you up. It's the reality of the Father. And I really feel like this morning through these testimonies, I see God moving. He's here by His Spirit. And I, I really, specifically, I see the Spirit touching people in a really powerful way this morning. As a matter of fact, I woke up with this word. I see the Holy Spirit blowing people away this morning. Even, what's even more weirder, I woke up this morning with this, this old rock song. If you remember the band Evanescence. They're so weird. I don't know what this... And at first I just thought, why am I thinking about this band? And the Lord goes... It's Him. There's this song called Wake Me Up inside. You remember that? I see the Holy Spirit just like waking us up, like, like revealing just how real, how close the Father is, that He's a hands-on God. It's why Jesus came. us why the Spirit's here. So I feel we have permission as we hear this testimony to lean forward in anticipation. Testimonies build faith in the room. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We're about to hear the manifestation of the word of God. So I challenge you this morning, let your faith be stirred. And the other thing that I love so much about testimonies is that, you know, testimonies are alive. Testimonies don't just point to the miracle. It points to the nature of the Father. And the Bible says in Hebrews thirteen eight, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did then, he will do again. Hallelujah. Everybody, put your hands out in front of you just really fast. Just just pray. Repeat after me Jesus, Jesus. I'm, ready. I'm ready. I'm hungry. I'm, hungry. I'm excited. I'm excited. Change, me. Change me. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you, Jesus for, breakthrough. for breakthrough. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. come. come. Bring, the Bring the fire. God, we give you glory, give you glory. Honor, honor, and praise. praise in Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, I want to invite Sailor Rose and Maeve and Yvonne to come up here with me. They're going to kick us off this morning with testimonies. And so uh, this, is, this is my niece, by the way, Jeremy and Nedra's daughter. But that last Sunday, uh, they went to the Love Lady Center, and the Joyful Ones group, man, did their dance, and it was so powerful. And then Yvonne, man, she uh, shared her testimony and shared the gospel, and God moved in a powerful way. So I've asked Say the Rose and Maeve, just to share a little bit about that, and then Yvonne.
1: Hey, Arise family. Good morning. I was so excited last Sunday. The Wonderful Ones and I got to go to the Love Lady Center and perform a few songs, and I just wanted to share this miracle that I got to experience and see happen. So, um, after worship, after Mister Yvonne spoke and we did a few songs, um, me, my dad, Maeve, and Miss Yvonne, We were just, like, praying for people, and um, there was this lady, and she had, like, really bad back pain and, like, hip problems. So, um, we just prayed for her, and I prayed that, you know, like, when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just pay for our sin. He paid for all the pain in the body so we can be healed, and I just prayed that, and then after we were done praying, like, she just was like like what just happened, like she could move, and she could like move her back, and she was just healed, and I was just so grateful for that, I just thought that was so cool, and so glad I got to experience that, and I feel like if you have any pain in your body, and you need healing, that Jesus wants to heal you.
0: Come on.
1: Yeah, it was really powerful at Love Lady, there's this one girl that I prayed for, and um, she couldn't really hear well. And in the middle of my prayer, she just started to, like, lean back. And I was like, is everything okay? She was like, my ear just popped, and I can hear everything
0: now. Oh, come on. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Miracles. Yay. Miracles. Oh, wow, it was such an extraordinary night. The thing that was so amazing to me was how every person came together to contribute, and God used all of us who were there. Um, I mean, it started out with um, Eddie and and Jason and Sarah leading praise and worship, and all the songs they led were about freedom, and the ladies just, you could just see them opening up, it was like sunlight, you know, and they were just blossoming under this this music that was bringing such freedom, and so um, then, you know, we uh, the joyful ones came up, and Carly led them, and... You should have seen them dan- Well, you have seen them dance it. But it was so powerful yeah. because as they were dancing, you could look around at the women in the room. And, and if you're not familiar with the Love Ladies Center, it's a place <laughs> for women to come who have struggled with addiction and, and drug abuse issues and alcoholism. And so um, these are broken ladies who have come, and many of them know the Lord now through the Love Ladies Center. But as the joyful ones were dancing, you could see these women whose lives have been just, you know, disastrous, just horrible, and they saw themselves dancing through these young girls, and they saw it was like they were inside them. And all of that innocence and beauty and vitality that you see in these young ladies, it was like it was being transferred into these Come women. On. It was just so powerful. I mean, I had to fight to, to stand there and be able to see them because there were women in front of me going, I want to see, I want to see. <laughs> it was so powerful. And so um, um, what we saw was words of knowledge being given at the end. And um, um, Jeremy... And uh, Audrey and uh, Jason, I think, came up, and Eddie, and gave words of knowledge. And there were words of knowledge. Jeremy gave one about the back problems. And I know, and there were probably more, but I saw four women be healed of back problems after that word of knowledge. (laughs) And then the, the, I think Eddie gave the word of knowledge about the ear problems. Eddie and Audrey both had that word, I think. And... Um, what you saw with the healing, the ear was as a result of that word of knowledge. Just miraculous. It it was crazy. Um, you know, I gave my part of my testimony, and um, I was telling Jeremy, it was like I said things that I've never said before in that testimony, and I'm thinking, where did that come from? And there was one thing I said. I said, you know, um, at that time in my life, I was like a stray dog, and I was just sniffing around for some dirty scrap on the ground in hopes that if I gobbled it down, it would heal the emptiness and the hurt inside of me. And I don't know why I said that because I mean, it's true, but I've never said that. before. And so afterwards, when we had a time of prayer, this lady came up to me, and she was just crying and shaking. And she said, I've got to tell you something. And I said, tell me, tell me. And she said, what you said, those those words about the, the dog and the scrap and the emptiness. She said, I told the Father God those very same words, the same words that you used. And she said, I'm here right now to stand before you because I don't want to be hungry and empty anymore. Yeah. Amen. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. We had, I believe, Jeremy prayed for three people who surrendered their life to the Lord that night. Yeah. I mean, it was just—it was wild. It was, and I've never given a word of knowledge like this before, and I was really scared to give it. But um, I said that there was somebody there who had had a venereal disease, and the Holy Spirit showed me which one it was, and I named that. I said, "You've had that, and and there's some residual damage in your body, but there's also a lot of shame there, and a lot of just feeling dirty." And the Lord wants you to come up tonight and just be receive His purity, Amen. His innocence again, Amen. His healing, not only for your body but for your soul. Amen. Had three women who came up and said, "That was me. Come on. That, yeah. was me. Come on. that was me. That was me." It's just been it's been crazy lately with the miracles we've seen. Even on the um, on the first um, Wednesday of the month when we do the evangelism. Here. If you're not a part of that, you need to come be a part of that. I'm telling you, there are miracles happening. It is just astounding. Uh, at the last one, uh, Jeremy and Johnson, wave at us, Johnsy. <laughs> we're praying for these two men who had come. These men had come to get groceries for their families because these men had been out of work for months. They were skilled you know, tradesmen, but they hadn't had work. And you could see that how broken they were to have to come and ask for help for their families. And so John Z and and Wes were, were praying for them and talking to them and, and telling them about the Lord. And one of the guys um, recommitted his, his life to the Lord right yeah. there and then. Yeah. And there was a second guy, and, you know, uh, it, was, it was amazing to watch Wes would, would preach and, and, and talk and, and Johnsy would interpret it. And they were just going back and forth and back and forth. And I was just standing there going, Wow, wow. And so at the end, the, the guy said, Um, well, you know, it's like I'm not I'm not real sure that I'm there yet. And so I'm thinking, Oh, you know, and so then Wes says, he says, Do you have pain in your tailbone? <laughs> and I'm going, this tail. And, and, you know, Johnsy interpreted it for us, and the guy said, yeah, yeah, I do. It was from an injury, and the guy was in pain right there. And, and so Wes said, you know, the Holy Spirit told me that. I didn't know that about you, but that's how much the Father God loves you, <laughs> that he wants to heal you right now. So Wes and Z uh, and I laid hands on him. And the guy, you should have seen his face. It was like, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was crazy. And so then we did the evangelism Saturday, and so um, Johnsy and I were just walking in the parking lot. We had just gotten there. We hadn't, you know, we weren't, we hadn't connected with our team yet. We weren't ready to minister. We were just walking in the parking lot, and we stumbled across this lady, and she's there with her two teenage children, and so um, we asked her, you know, hey, you know, is there anything we can pray for you about? And so this lady starts telling us all this stuff. She's a Christian, but um, she's got so much chaos going on in her family and just, you know, things that are just awful, and she's really anxious about everything that's going on, and she wants prayer. So um, I pray first, and I pray this really lame, generic prayer. (laughs) You know, I don't think that one rose off the ground at all. you know that's the beauty of these of these times you can learn from each other you can come and see other people and and watch how god uses them and it really encourages you and it brings back to your to memory things that you've learned before and you're thinking oh yeah i know that mm-hmm. so anyway uh, while i'm praying this lame prayer you know johnzie's over there listening to the holy spirit so <laughs> so johnzie says to her says you know uh, you're a christian and You know, this fear that you're experiencing, and the bottom line is it's just all fear, and it's coming from the enemy. And he's come to steal and kill and destroy your life in every single one of these areas. He just wants to keep you anxious and afraid the whole time. And we're not going to let him do that. And so then John C. has this word of knowledge about the fact that the woman, she's from Honduras, and then there were some, you know, uh, curses or some supernatural things going on in her background. And so we begin to pray for her, and you could just see the fear just melt away Amen. from this woman Hallelujah. as as we're praying. And by the time we finished, she was just aglow. Amen. I mean, she was aglow. And this woman's life was changed just because you know we happened to be out in the parking lot and stumble on her. Amen. It was totally the Holy Spirit. So I'm just, I'm just saying, come. Come, let the Holy Spirit use you. Be a part of all these miracles that are happening (laughs) right now.
0: Amen.
3: Hallelujah.
0: Isn't that awesome? So good. Uh, Claire and John, or is it just Claire? Y'all can start coming. Uh, This is Claire and. uh, and uh her her husband is john hansen and they so this past wednesday they shared their adoption story of their precious little girl y'all it was so powerful and so i just asked her if she would just share just a snippet of it this morning just to celebrate what god has done in their life Um, i
4: can't hear am i good Good. everybody can always hear me um our twins were, we have four kids, a 10-year-old daughter, twin boys that are seven, and then Margaret, who is four months old through adoption. And when our twins were nine months old, we were living with my in-laws, gutting a house, very stressful time in our lives, so the Lord came to me and told me that we were to adopt. And I kind of went through my whole fears with them, went through everything, and just told them, you know got a lot going on right now he said don't worry about it i said you know what if something's wrong what if you know you think you have control over your own pregnancies because it's in your body really like you have no control whatsoever and the lord just told me he said i never told you or i never promised you that things were going to look like a b and c what i promised you is that things are going to be good you know that's what i do come on and i said you know my husband has always said he wanted three kids. I'm like, what in the world is John going to think about this? And he just said, this is not something you're going to have to ask John to do for you because he would literally get the moon for me if I asked him to. He said, this is going to be his dream all on his own. Wow. So um, a couple years later, uh, John comes to me and says, I think, like, I think we are supposed to adopt. So we start the process, and um, it's a long one. We wait for I would longer than most. Um, in the meantime, my daughter, who's 10, came to us, and she said, you know, I feel like the Lord showed me you and Daddy going down to Florida to go and get our baby, a little girl. And um, so we kind of tucked that in our back pocket. Um, so fast forward, we're waiting for a while. Through this time, we, uh, we just, our hearts are exploded wide open listening because we get to hear the stories of these birth mothers or these birth parents and then we learn about them they learn about us and then they kind of match you together and through it it just really it changed our lives it changed my husband our lives it changed the way we raise our children it changed the way that we look at people it changed it just changed everything and like I said it just burst our hearts wide open towards these women and towards these families um even more so than they had already been when we felt called to adopt. So there was definitely purpose in that waiting. And even as, <laughs> even as hard as it was, there definitely was purpose in it. Amen. So fast forward, we get matched with a birth mom who um, is early on in her pregnancy. We have a relationship with her. We talk to her. We text. We get pictures. She's pregnant with a little girl due in August. We're planning on dropping our kids off at their first day of school, the big kids, um, on a Wednesday, and then we're going to drive down to Florida to go and get the baby to be born on Thursday. Tuesday afternoon, we get a phone call. She's changed her mind. So we, of course, are just feel kind of like we've got a gut punch. Um, We trust the Lord that this just wasn't our baby, but we just didn't really understand at that time of, all right, why have you called us to do this if? this has been so hard, you know, the wait, and then now this, it's not only the wait, but now we're waiting, (laughs) we've had a baby, and psych, it's not yours, so that was really hard, we just felt super defeated, Um, also, we had this huge financial loss um, when you have a failed match, so that was a big gut punch as well, and we just felt, I don't know, I, I said this on Wednesday night, I felt like as if, there was a carrot being dangled in front of my face, and I was jumping up to get it, and every time I jumped up, it would it would be pulled out from you know too far ahead of me. So I just was in a a sad place. I didn't really understand. I felt so disconnected from the promise. I felt so hopeless. I just I just felt disconnected. Um, we are at the beach of my family for Thanksgiving this year. And again, I'm just kind of pouty about everything at this point. And a friend sent this to me on November 21st. It's Christine Kane, and she just, I hope this encourages somebody. She said, I'm thinking about those who have had their hope deferred. It's so hard to stay in faith and keep moving forward when you feel like you've been kicked in the guts and winded to the point you can't breathe anymore. You're shattered because that opportunity fell through, the person left, that door didn't open, the promotion was given to someone else, that business failed, that marriage died, That friend betrayed you, or the child fell away. The relationship never took off, the family never happened, the ministry that closed, or fill in the blank. I know it's disheartening and disappointing. I know you're feeling discouraged, disillusioned, or defeated. I know you think it's over and you want to quit, but I want to remind you today, if you're not dead, God's not done. It's time to get up and hope again, believe again, go again, and trust God again. He who promised is faithful. So, kind of gave me a kick in my fanny that night and I was like okay, okay, I hear you. Two days later, we're sitting at the beach with my all my sisters, my parents and everybody and I get a phone call out of the blue from our adoption attorney and she says hey, you know, how are you? I She said, where are y'all? So we're in Florida at the beach for Thanksgiving and she said, well I have a baby for you. There's a little girl, she was born on November 21st. She's perfect. She is literally everything the Lord said she would be. Mm -hmm. So we head down to South Florida. We go and get her. She is in the NICU for some different medical issues. And already it just was kind of overwhelming. We have three big kids at home. How are we going to do this? We don't know how long we're going to be here. We're so far away from our family. And the Lord literally provided every single thing we needed. We had a place to stay. The people that we met were so wonderful. The food was great, because if you know me, like, that is what makes me happy. <laughs> uh, so many things along the way um, were truly just everything was one after the other the Lord provided. We were had done a car seat test. We were ready to go home. And that night, I told John, I said, my heart's just beating really fast. And the Lord speaks to me a lot of times like physically i can kind of feel that something's uneasy before i know what's happening and i told him i said my heart's beating real fast i can't sleep i was holding her and i was like something's not peaceful it doesn't feel right and the next morning we got to the NICU that morning and all the doctors are standing over her little bed and she's they think she's having a seizure so we then of course are so worried about her we don't know when we're going to get to go home. Every test you can imagine, wires, you know, spine, everything. So, again, we kind of feel kicked in the guts. We're just like, all right, Lord, like, what are you, you know, come on. We got we to get home. We got to get her well, all this stuff. And um, through that time, it really brought, John was saying the other day that he just, the Lord truly, literally <laughs> brought him to his knees during that time. Um waiting for her to figure out you know that to get her home and um so john was saying that you know best case scenario is that she doesn't that was a one-time thing she had bout of epilepsy or you know we didn't know what had happened but that's the best case scenario so during that time though We got to meet so many more people to the point where we were going to meet the neurologist. I can't find John. He's on the golf cart with the security lady, you know, taking a couple rides to go see what was going on in the ER. So we got to meet so many people, and I think people got to hear her story. um, And all these doctors and nurses who were not necessarily, you know, warm towards a lot of parents, they really connected with us. So anyways, we get to go home in the perfect timing. The Lord provides our paperwork, everything just perfect. And um, we get home and we are meeting with the neurologist here. And again, John's like, best case scenario, she had a couple seizures and she doesn't have to deal with it again. And the doctor looks at the video that I have of her having one of those episodes in four seconds. And he said, that's not a seizure. He said, she's never had seizures. She's doesn't have to deal with this. She's not dealing with anything. They were just, you know, odd little infant movements of a baby that size. So I just, she's literally the happiest baby you've ever met. (laughs) She sleeps. (laughs) Um, And I just want to encourage anybody who feels like they're hopeless, he loves you far more than you could ever imagine. And he cares for all those tiny little details. And he has a story that is written that is so much greater and so much better than your wildest dreams. And Hallelujah. you can trust Him to hope again.
0: So. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. you I felt that church family, it's time to hope again. And We don't put our hope in an outcome. We put our hope in the Lord. He is so good. Amen. I was just reminded as you were sharing that when we begin to put our hope in the Lord, our hope is an irresistible invitation for God to come and have his way. Hallelujah That's so good Thank you Claire. Kirsten where are you? Yeah this is Kirsten and Kirsten was a part of the the first Wednesday outreach um, this this month and uh, I just wanted her to share just a little bit about that.
5: Yeah um, for those of you who don't know I'm Kirsten. Um, it was actually an, a really cool thing that I'm speaking today because it's probably my last Sunday here. Um, I am moving to Europe for missions yeah. um, when exactly I don't know I'm waiting on my visa <laughs> um, but it could be next weekend or the week following that but um, so when Wes called me and asked me to share about it it was just it was already really cool that my last Sunday was going to be a testimony Sunday of Amen. hearing what has been happening in the church and how the Lord has been using people and then to be able to share. How the Lord has used me and other people is just—it's—it's it's a really cool, fun thing that the Lord has been able to do. Amen. <laughs> um, so a couple weeks ago, first Wednesday, um, is busy. There's so many people coming in, so many families coming in for groceries, um, and most of them, probably ninety-eight percent of them, were Spanish-speaking. I don't speak Spanish, so it's very challenging trying to communicate with people when you don't have the same language. Because language is a big part of culture and and the way that people take in information. And um, but the Lord can work past that and through that. He can. It doesn't matter if there's a language barrier. That's good. Barriers are not barriers to God. Amen. Um, Come on. And so, as we are giving out. Bags of food and giving out snacks to children and things like that. There were a couple women um, with their kids in their cars who wanted prayer. And so um, another woman, Amanda, and I went out um, to talk to those women. Um, And the first woman, she was very kind of standoffish, very nervous. She didn't really want um, a lot. She just was like, Can we pray for you? And she was like, Oh, I guess. Um, And so we just quickly prayed for her. Could tell she was not receptive. She really didn't really want to talk to us. um, But I believe that she was with the other woman because they both waited until we were done to leave together. Um, And then Amanda and I went to the other car and started talking to the other woman. She knew like a very little bit of English, um, and so we were kind of trying to gauge what she already knew about God and Jesus. And um, we were like, we asked her, like, "Do you want to know Jesus personally?" Um, and so just to make sure, I wanted to know, I, I like information. Information and f- like details are important to me. It helps me to know that I know exactly what I'm believing or getting myself into and so I wanted to make sure that she understood as well. So <laughs> she was so patient with us as we typed out in Google Translate so that she could read what we were telling her um, and she was so receptive, she was so excited and i could just we started praying for her and i I wrote out a prayer for her so that she could repeat it and pray that um with for herself um and so i knew that she knew what what she was saying and what she was what she was doing and um i could just like feel the holy spirit moving and the moment that she prayed like it was just like you knew like there was there was even though she couldn't tell us with words, we couldn't understand with words, I knew that she knew the Lord in that moment. Yes. Um, and she also had a bunch of kids, all I think all boys, in the car. And so we were able to pray for her and her children um, and just for, for provision and that they would come to know the Lord as well through their mother. And, um, and I'm also believing that that other woman who was more not ex- as receptive would hear her testimony come to know the Lord, because even if he doesn't use you in a moment, you're still planting a seed that can be used, that can be watered, and it it might take multiple times, and it might take someone close to them or or some random person off the street, but the fact that we were faithful, I know the Lord loved, and he appreciated that, and even though there was a language barrier, and even though (laughs) we were both kind of like, I don't really know how to do this, and awkwardly just... Waiting and trying to type it out and Google Translate, um, he still used it and he still moved. And there was one salvation, and one yes. salvation is everything to yes. the Lord. It's <laughs> everything to the Lord. So,
0: Hallelujah. yeah,
5: God is good. He is using this church more and more and more. And I would encourage you to bring food <laughs> because every every month we have more and more people coming, and we ran out of food last time. So, um, yeah.
0: Good. Yes. Man, that's good, isn't it? The Holy Spirit flowing through Google Translate. That's good right there. That's awesome. Thank you, Kirsten. We're gonna miss you. If you think about it, man, be praying for her. She's going to YWIM uh, in France. It's gonna be just so powerful. Um, okay, Miss Esther. Y'all, as she makes her way. This is this is Miss Esther, um, and. She, just to tell you a little bit about her, uh, she's been a part of this church now for a few months. We met her uh, this past December on an outreach. We were doing street ministry uh, at an apartment complex in Leeds. We're knocking on doors, and uh, her door was one of the ones that we knocked on. And so a group of people prayed for her, and God has been moving in her life. Isn't that amazing? She is here, faithful every Sunday with the joy of the Lord. And I asked her just to share just for a minute what God's been doing in her life. He I love you.
6: Good morning, Arise. God is so good. Today. I'm walking. I'm moving my Then These are the two things the devil told a lie and said I couldn't do it. But you know what? Jesus stepped in. Amen. And he said, "Come on, Miss sister. I'm here for you. You got to try. If you try, he's good.
0: He's good. Yeah. Amen."
6: One morning, Saturday morning, I won't forget it. Bonds and uh, Tiffany, these two guys, come to me. They knocked on my door. They was at the back. I know it was nothing but Jesus, and they bought me these goodie bags, and they also put their hand on my arm, and they prayed for I was with my cane. I had my cane. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Nothing but the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't use that cane no more. I don't think about that cane no more. Jesus did it for me. He'll do it for you. Only thing you got to do is just give him a chance. Give him a chance. He'll pull you through. And I asked him for a job. Guess what he did? He gave me a job. Guess where he gave me a job at? Right here in the church. You tell me he won't do it, he'll do it. He said, talk my talk and walk my walk. And that's what I do. I talk his talk and I walk his walk. I don't let that devil mess with me. (laughs) Jesus said, come on and be with me. And he brought me a family with it. And it's the family of this church. They said, Miss Esther, we love you. They tell me this all the time. And the children, they see me working. Hi, Miss Esther. How are you doing? Oh, beautiful smile on my face. The devil didn't do it. Jesus did it. Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. I'm just telling you. Try. Give your life to Jesus. Yeah. Try. Please do. This church right here, it fed me, it gave me a job, anything I wanted, Jesus was right there. Anything I asked him for, he gave it to me. Only thing you got to do is try.
0: Yeah, come on.
6: Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to my conversation.
0: won't he do it that's mr i I get the privilege of picking her up every thursday morning bringing her to here and i'm telling you she speaks and spans this place and does it singing and praising the lord is not god good it was awesome man victor Man, I, I I wanted Victor to come up and share, and then our uh, Rise Worship team, you can come up uh, towards the end of Victor sharing. But I, I invited Victor to come up and share testimony because Victor is uh man. He texts me all the time, <laughs> calls me all the time. And he's he's and he's he's sharing with me. Just the testimonies out, when he's out and about, just working. Because, like Victor realizes, man, he carries Jesus with him everywhere he goes. And he's all the time telling about people when he's going to people's houses and, and not just working on their AC units or they're heating and cooling. He's sharing Jesus. He's bringing the kingdom of God. It's a lifestyle for him. So I just asked him to share a testimony of being out there.
3: I love you. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Lord uh want y'all to know you're all his disciples and you're all sent Amen. and I, I just want to start with I, I used to do a lot of short term missions it's just work and spend all my money <laughs> <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> my <God. laughs> just spend all my money on Jesus <laughs> a bit of it <laughs> and uh and um, I met my wife over in Mozambique, Africa, Bethany, and uh after we met you know, um she's from Alabama, and I was living in Alaska at the time, and then uh God set us up, and I moved down here with like fifty bucks <laughs> and then uh got marri- we got married and had kids and stuff, and then <laughs> I was addicted to missions, and I was kind of. <coughs> I love going overseas and experiencing different cultures and stuff like that. And uh I think it's something that is really good to do if you have any desire for it. It'll change your life. Yeah. Your life gets changed in the people over there. That's just back and forth, like flowing back and forth. And uh but God wanted to teach me how to be a a family man and to preach the gospel where I'm living. Come on. And it it's um, and it's 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 harder actually <clears throat> over here because uh, when you go over there you're going with a specific purpose and the people are really hungry and they don't have hosp you know some countries don't have hospitals and stuff so so it seems a little easier um, so I pray for God to set me up and I ask God to set me up with opportunities for evangelism. And because I have a hard time doing it sometimes. It's, you guys know what I mean? And it's okay, but you got to keep on going on. and keep asking. Every day is an opportunity. Wow. <sighs> um, that's what we're on the earth for, is to be uh, salt and light. And that's who we are. Yes. We're sons and daughters of God. Amen. And we, the devil has nothing against us. Yeah. And so there's nothing to be afraid of. And I think the biggest thing I get afraid of is being embarrassed or something like that. <laughs> you know, my pride I'll get my pride hurt, you know, if something doesn't work out the way I thought it would. So I want to encourage you guys to preach as you go preach the message. And it's such an honor to to hear all these women of God, this girl power up here. <laughs> and I want to tell the women that you are... You're filled with the Holy Ghost yeah. and fire <laughs> and the power of God and you should preach the gospel. Yeah. And Jesus will back you up. Yeah. So, <laughs> <coughs> this is Asher. <laughs> um, so, once, just one story um, among several, you know, I could share and it doesn't happen all the time, but, you know, it's, it's whenever I'm bold enough to do it. But God set me up, and I was, you know how people, human beings think there's good areas and bad areas, but God doesn't care about any of that, like, you know, nice houses, bad houses, all that stuff. Jesus is everywhere. Come on. Yeah. And I was in this, what humans would call a bad area, but I show up to this little big house, and there's this dog with this huge chain on it, its neck, and on its, off that chain by its neck is like five big locks hanging from it. It's sad, but he's a big dog, and I was afraid of it. And so I didn't get out until the owner came out. And this guy, he's a young guy. um, He's not the owner of the house. His mom was working, but he's like 24. And when he came out, that dog came out and sat right next to him and just stopped barking at me. And uh, I did my job, and uh, um, I had to go through his room to get into the attic to do some work and look at something. And when I went to his room, there was a Glock sitting on his bed. And that when I went into the house, it just reeked of you know rancid pot, like somebody smokes there 24/7. Pot smells like a skunk anyway, but <laughs> like old old pot, you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so <clears throat> and I I used to smoke pot before I was saved, so I was ready for something, you know. <laughs> but I went I. I and there's a chair sitting next to this kid's bed and anyway when I was done I uh, told him everything was wrong and I wrote a receipt up and then this kid invited me to sit with him <coughs> um, and he he already had a chair sitting by his bed and he asked me to sit with him, talk with him and I have this, I have this badge on our we have this badge on our shirt that says drug free background check <laughs> and, uh, and he didn't care you know what I mean <laughs> and so I said, "Sure, I will." And this is total God set up because if He didn't invite me to, I wouldn't have sat down. And um, um, so I sat down with him, and he said he was from Detroit and he moved there like five years ago. And his dad died like five years ago. Um, I knew he was in the gang up there; I, I could tell. He said his name was Drop. He said, "My name's Drop," and I don't call anybody, you know, I don't tell anybody my real name. But he told me. His real name, and uh, but when he said his dad died, I said, "Do you mind if I share my testimony with you?" And so I shared my testimony with him. And my dad died when I was one. And after I got saved, when I was like, tw- I was twenty when I got saved. God talked to me about baseball, and He said some parents uh, never buy their kid a ball and a glove, and they never have time to play catch with them. And um, God told me some parents will buy their kid a ball and a glove, but they still don't have spend time to play catch with them. And God told me, I bought you a ball and a glove, and I'm ready to play catch whenever you want. And I told this kid that. And um, he was crying. He uh, was teary-eyed. And he said, that's some real blankety-blank stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> and he was serious, and I took it as a compliment. <laughs> and, uh, and I also told him, because I, I felt God just with me, of course. And, I mean, you don't – I shouldn't say of course. You don't always feel – Good. <laughs> we just need to speak the word of God anyway and preach anyway. Uh, but God said, "I want you to tell him that I'm going to start talking to him like you're talking to him." And uh, that's what I told him. I said God's going to start talking to you just like you and I are talking. And uh, and after that, we just said, "Can we pray?" And um, he said, "Yeah." And he said, uh, "I want to pray too." And I prayed, and then he prayed. He said, "God, forgive me." for all my sins, and forgive Victor for all his sins, (coughs) and uh, it was was amazing, (laughs) Um, and during, while I was sharing my testimony, he was rolling a joint, (coughs) and he offered me to smoke with him, and I said, no, thank you, (laughs) so (laughs) it's just, it was wild, (laughs) <laughs> um, so that's what happened and when he prayed like that Jesus reminded me um, of the of the righteous or the, the religious person that prayed and thought they were all righteous before God and didn't need anything from God but when the sinner prayed he said Lord forgive me a sinner and I knew that God was going to change his life Come on. and I went and <laughs> I went back there I, there was another breakdown at the house, the air conditioner, and I went back there, and, oh, he had a Bible sitting on his bed the next time I was there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he he had a note. (laughs) 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 He had a notebook full, like, of stuff he was writing down from the Bible, and he was, and his (laughs) eyes were different. (laughs) The house did not reek of pot, and, um. God was just changing his life without me telling him he had to do this and he had to do that. <laughs> but if we can get if we can invite people into God in a relationship with Christ, uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, he knows how to yeah. to to yeah. Yeah. take bad stuff out, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> Lovely, bro. You. Oh, man.
0: oh. oh. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise, church family. Jesus is so good. The worship team's gonna come back up and lead us as they're coming. Hey, baby, hit me my phone right there really fast. Hey, I want to do one more. I gotta share this. We're we're like past our time. But as the worship team is getting ready to lead worship, man, let me uh, I want to read this. This is from Alexandria. You remember when we prayed for Alexandria? Uh, a month ago, she was getting ready to go to Kenya. Look, 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 look at this. She, uh, Caroline, in her FaceTime yesterday, she said, uh, she's been there the whole month. We had to split into groups of two or three for us to visit multiple schools at once. So they're going to schools all over Kenya. Uh, in just my car with another co-evangelist, we have preached and documented 27,907 salvations in Kenya so far. Well, listen to this with all the teams combined that have spread out they've seen 196,908 people come to know Jesus as they go throughout Kenya sharing like, church family can we all just stand on our feet and like really and truly can we just give Jesus another shout of praise hallelujah Jesus Church family, I'm telling you right now, God is moving all over this world in such raw love and power. And y'all, we get to be a part of it, church family. We get to experience it every day of our life. The testimony you just heard from Victor, he's just going from house to house and he's doing more than fixing people's AC units. He's bringing the kingdom of God with him. We've been invited to be a part of something so special. It's building God's kingdom on this earth. And it's just us stepping out in faith with love in our heart and allowing the Holy Spirit to move. Y'all, it's God. He is already so eager to move. And he wants to move through us. Let me tell you something, church family. As we worship, man, just begin to commit to Jesus. Jesus, I want to go. Jesus, I want to partner with you to go. Preach the good news. To lay hands on the sick. Amen. And also as we worship right here, man, I just feel like you have permission this morning to receive. Listen, Nedra said it earlier, the victory of Jesus is in this room. I don't know what you need. I don't know what you're going through, but victory is here. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word than anything that's trying to come against you right now. And you just get to simply say, Jesus, thank you, I receive. Your victory right here and right now. And I believe the Holy Spirit is about to move in such a powerful way. Are you ready, church family? I believe He's already meeting you right where you are. Can we all just lift up our hands right now? Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we give you all the glory. God, we say it's you. God, we say it's you. We give you the glory. Thank you, Jesus, that the victory has been won. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here, that you are moving in a mighty way in us and through us every day of our life. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, Holy Spirit. We love you, God.